KTIHD, Milwaukee. This is the 6 o'clock pairing on the tee from River West. Please welcome Gabe Neitzel. Also on the tee from the third ward, this is Stephen Watson. It's Monday evening, and you're on the tee. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Now to take you around the course. Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City. Alongside Stephen Watson, here's Gabe Neitzel. I'm a little sad today because I didn't get to play golf. Like, that's how nice it was on Saturday and Sunday. I got out, got to play a little bit of golf. Which means I didn't really spend a lot of time watching the RBC Heritage. Like, this is what I feel happens every year. We talked a little bit about this last week, Stephen, where, you know, I just dedicated so much bandwidth every year to the Masters <laughs> that the RBC Heritage, despite being at a great golf course, despite being at a place where I think I would enjoy watching, I just don't get to see a ton of it. And 47-year-old Stuart Sink runs away with it. Be honest with me, Gabe. You just ran out of your pimento cheese, and you just didn't have the carryover into the weekend. You're still bummed about that. I am. That pimento cheese is so good. Like, I seriously cannot wait for them to do the Taste of the Masters again next year and so I can get more of the pimento cheese. It's so damn good. Like, I, if you've never had a pimento cheese sandwich, I feel sorry for you. It's that damn good. I said it to you last week. I am still happy to see you in the chair across from me right now because I was worried about that shipped egg salad. <laughs> And you're still here to talk about yeah, it, so it is hey. a good week. Yeah, the egg salad chip's fine, so don't worry about that if you want to order the Taste of the Masters, should they do it in 2022. I'm pretty fired up about this past weekend. Really? You know, I had an opportunity to play Harbor Town a couple of years ago. It is an unbelievable golf course. Looked great on TV, and I thought it would play tougher for these guys. I didn't expect 47-year-old Stuart Sink to just walk out and just fire back-to-back 63 but that's what's fun about a course like that, that it's such target golf that it takes away the ability for young guys to just hit through things, right? It, it's a guy like Stuart Sink who's won it now three times on that course. And I think that's the great thing about golf is that you have a 47-year-old that can come out and be paired with Colin Morikawa on, on your Sunday of a pretty good event. You know, we have 37 members of the Masters that played in the RBC Heritage. Like, this was no pushover event that the pros skip. Like, there were some big names in that field. And Stuart Sink, the 47-year-old who went a couple years without winning, has now won twice on the tour this season, Gabe. Yeah, it's unbelievable. To be 47 years old, to be able to do it with his son on the back. Like, he just decided, oh, hey, my kid's going to be my caddy now. Which, what do you think the payment structure is there? Like, everybody made a big deal last year, when, or two years ago, whenever that was, when Kuchar went down to Mexico, had to have the one caddy that's not his normal caddy and didn't tip him enough, maybe tipped him enough. Who knows? But, like, with, with, if you transition to your son on the bag... Like, I feel what's, like what's the what's the arrangement there? I feel like I already owe my dad like a lifetime of golf rounds, <laughs> so like I'll just take whatever he gives me at this sure. point. Like he's treated me some to some pretty awesome golf rounds. Like he goes out and wins a major, and he wins what one point five? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, a normal caddy would make ten percent of that, right? Yeah, usually on a win they get ten percent, so one hundred fifty k. I'd be happy with fifty. <laughs> I've never been in this position. No. 50 sounds fun still, but that is an interesting dynamic. How do you think it works with uh, 
Captain Stricker and, and, well, see, and, and wife Nikki, you well, know, see, Strick comes out and wins another Champions Tour event. This guy's just making a mockery of that tour right now. Not that I know anything about the Stricker financials. I'm assuming they just have one bank account. So it's all going to the same place anyway when you have your spouse on the bag, right? Like, it's all going to the same True. place. So who cares, you know, like, you're both kind of working for that paycheck at that point. Like, it's all going to the same place. But with your kid, like your kid's got his own separate bank account. That's that's a different dynamic when you've got the spouse like Stricker does. Stricker does because Nikki has handled the uh, the caddying duties for the last few years for him. Like, it's all going to the same place anyway. That's it doesn't true. matter how much. Oh yeah, I I gave her ten percent. What would well, you be happy with? The same with? bank account. What would you be happy with? As the if your kid, dad goes out and wins an event. As the kid, you're on the bag. Ten percent. You think you think? Hey, this- man, I worked. I earned for this, man. Like you, you stepped off. You were oh, asking me for get the out wind. Of here. You think that the son is paying for his hotels and and room and board? No, he's he's spending the weekend with dad. It's a great event. It's a great moment. It's yeah. not about it's not about the money at the end of the day. This is a cool. This is a father son tandem. So the the in- I, and I don't even know if it's interesting, just because now we're getting into U.S. tax code. But the conspiracy theory I heard about this would be. If your son is caddying for you, do you not pay him anything? But then later, because you can gift your kids money, and but it, you know that's tax free. Whereas obviously, if you pay him for being your caddy, that is has to be taxed at some point. So like, there's there could be some sort of strange workaround because you can give your children. I don't know what the dollar amount is. I doubt it's one hundred fifty dollars. One hundred fifty thousand dollars. Maybe it is. I don't know. I'm not in that situation where my parents are ever going to gift me 150k, so I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, you, maybe Stu Sinks just throwing it under the table. I, I don't know. Maybe, but I'm guessing again. Maybe he buys his son a car. It's 100 percent different if your son or daughter is carrying your bag for you versus like when when yeah, Ti- you know you know Tiger's going out there with uh, with Joe Lacava. Like that's a little different dynamic going on. Yeah, and a lot of these. Players have set amounts, and you know they have structures. But yeah, it's interesting. I might have to talk to my dad and see how much he would give me if he won an event. That is a great question. Eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. Talk and text line. If you were on the bag for your dad or your mom, if you were on the bag for a parent, how much would you expect? And if you were the parent, how much would you give? So we're going percentage. Yes. Yeah. Just give it a percent because I don't want to like do the math necessarily. I mean, even though I mean, you know. The 10% thing's easy to figure out on a 1.5 mil. But that's that's what I want to know. That's an interesting question. If you were the parent, how much you give it? That's tough. See, I feel like I if, if it's my kid, I feel like I would want to give the 10%. Like, hey, this is typically for a win. This is what I give, so this is what we're going to do. But how much do you think, actually, you know, from watching, his son did act, did help him a good amount. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This it's, is not just a feel-good father-son moment. No. Like, he is, he is a good caddy that gave him a lot of good reads. Yeah, and it's, well, it's the same thing with Nikki and Strick. Like, yeah. Nikki is a tremendous player. You know, the, the Tiziani family, legendary here in the state of Wisconsin. Yep. So it's not like Nikki's just carrying it because Steve wants to spend it. No, she's a good caddy. She's very good at that. Again, different dynamic because I assume it's all going to the same bank account at the end of the day in that situation. But if you are the parent, how much are you giving? If you're the kid, how much are you expecting? Might have to call up Bobby Stricker, see if she can <laughs> see what dad would give shed, her on the bag. Shed some light on it. Well, everyone mulls that over because it is a shortened show today. We're only on until 6.30 because coverage of the Bucks suns game begins at 6.30 right here on 94.5 ESPN. We've got to get into all about the drive. 
Sometimes it's all about the drive. But off the tee, it's all about the drive. The best and biggest shots of the weekend. That house is like 400 yards away. Is that good? That's unbelievable. It's all about the drive. On On the Tee is brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile limited warranty on all new vehicles. Visit any of their eight locations today, in-store or online at ewaldautomotive.com. Ewald Automotive, we make it easy. So where I want to take this this week, one of the days that I played this past weekend on Saturday, through the Brown Deer Men's Club, we do a thing called the Spring Tour where we go and play some different golf courses before we start playing all our events at Brown Deer this summer. And for the first, I believe for the first time, at least since I've been a member, the Irish course was an option. Like, we went up there, it was 100 bucks, all in. Like, that got me into the side games we had, that got me into the tournaments. You know, it's a great deal. You know, that got me, you know, if you wanted to take a cart, you could. I didn't. I walk, it's cart path only, and walking certainly is quicker on that course. So, great deal. Went up, played. But it had been like seven years since I'd played the Irish course. I, I remembered some holes, not a ton. So I bought myself a yardage book. That's, I mean, it's a nice-looking yardage book. It's cool, but it was very useful. And again, I hate talking about it like this because I just don't like... I don't like to talk about how far I can hit it. You, 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 really, you, you brought up this segment just to flex <laughs> on us, Gabe. But there are some spots... I would flex it, too, if, if like <laughs> 300 was in my bag, but... You know, no, I've never bought a yardage book, Gabe, because I know my distance and I can't look over mounds and think about carry and, like, you know, on a peak die design, just be like, oh, let's go through that third bunker on the right there and, you know, let's just carry that 290. No, Gabe, I just go straight out my 260 max and I'm happy at the end of the day. So you're saying you've never bought a yardage book is what you're telling me? No, that's a waste of $15. Like 15, 16 bucks, something like that. Well, because I I don't know it's how it's a nice it's... keepsake, I suppose. Oh yeah, but I also bought because it was a little it was a little cold at the beginning of the day, so I got myself a nice little Ryder Cup winter like beanie. Because I mean, you were up there, you, you have to. You're in the pro shop. I mean, <laughs> if you're if you're driving up to to Kohler, you're you're buying some swag. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, it, it's got to be with... a part of the the budget. Yeah. So I'm assuming the yardage book was fifteen, sixteen bucks. Um, you could have bought yourself like a half a hat there. Yes, I could have. But instead, I got the others, and it really helped. Like, I feel like it really helped because there are some holes, again, because it's a Pete Dye course, and Pete Dye likes to visually intimidate you because sometimes there's room past where, hey, it doesn't look like there's a lot of room there, but there is. There are other times where it doesn't look like there's a lot of room there because there's not. Yeah, so he, he wants to take to, you there. Yeah, so he wants to play with your vision a little Just bit. Just like so Harbor this yardage Town. Book, yes. So this yardage book really helped me out, and I just want to know if, like, I don't know. If, if, are people going to make fun of me because I bought a yardage book? Because... If I was playing with you, I would 100% make fun of you. I hope that you had the yardage book out in the middle of the fairway, looking down at it and just being like, hmm, yeah, well, I was, you know, 300 off the tee, so <laughs> about 97 in from there, you know, a little wind in well, my Well, there face. were a couple of times where you're like, okay, is it worth the layup here on like a par five, or do I want to go for it? Never. You never lay up. So I had to lay up on the last hole because I was in some trouble and forced carry balls really above my feet. Not that anybody cares about that, but like the yardage book was really helpful. And in terms of being all about the drive, like it helped me kind of see some of the lines that I needed to see off the tee. So you walk up to the tee box, first tee. Yep. I, I don't know. You're, you're in a men's league that I assume yes. most of the guys know each other, right? Yes. Ha- have I, you, I had, had you played with the guys that you were going to play? I had not. Okay. So you walk out to the tee. Yep. And. 
I assume that you're probably the low handicap in the group. You're a very I was. good player. Yes, okay. I was the low handicap in the group. So you walk out and you, you just whip out a yardage book out of your back pocket. Like what? What is the reaction from the crew? So and this is because I else. would make fun of you in a heartbeat. So this is the other thing I got pretty excited about. I I I got like a scorebook for the first time, like one of those like nice leather. You can put your scorecard in there, holds the pencil. That's worth the fifteen dollars. Yeah. Well, I so I got one of those for signing up for the golfer's journal. Okay. So I've got that, and I put the yardage book in that. So I'm, like, pulling that out, flipping through the yardage book, feeling very much like a pro. Like, pulling that out of your back pocket and flipping through. Like, it felt really big time, but it also felt, like, a little golf douchey at the same time. Oh, I mean, you're, you're certainly, like, trending towards that category. And, and I love playing with you. You're definitely not a <laughs> golf douche type. But... If I had never played with you, yeah. and you walk out to the first tee, the and you have out the yardage book, like uh, you, you better, you better clock that ball to to ninety plus. So the first one, I did, I mean, I hit it well. I just kind of blocked it off a little left. Was a little bit of trouble. Was able to get out of it. Next, the next hole, if you've never played the Irish, um, like there's there's some water on the left, and you know you play it way out to the right if you want to be safe, or if if if, if aggressive. You hit it over the water. Oh, I just picture you sitting on the tee box being like, oh, well, the water carrier here is 280. <laughs> and uh, you're playing with some other guys. Maybe they're not as good as you, and they're just like, they're like grabbing them. They just, they're going straight right, and Gabe just walks up to the tee. Oh, well, if I really get into this one, it's 280. Yep. You are absolutely nailing the picture. I'm glad. I'm glad I wasn't playing with you. There are certainly people. I kind of wish you were because with. I would have started this story. <laughs> this would have been the lead of the show if we were playing together. There are certainly guys within that I'm, I've gotten tight with within the Brown Deer Men's Club group that I feel definitely would have roasted me the way you're roasting me right now for pulling out the yardage book. But I, I mean, again, I feel like I, at the end of the day, I feel justified because I shot pretty well. Yeah, you, you, you turned in a nice round. Let me tell you this. The next time that we play together at like a nice course that would be maybe worthy of a thought of buying a yardage book, I'm 100% buying a yardage book, <laughs> and I'm going to walk onto the first tee <laughs> and mock you forever. So thank you for that ammo. 800-990-3776. If you won a tournament, your son or daughter was on the bag, how much would you tip? If you were the kid in that situation, how much would you expect? We want to hear your feedback at 800-990-3776. It's the ESP Milwaukee Talk and Text Line. But coming up next... We're going to dive into one of the more interesting tournaments, part of the PGA Tour year, the Zurich Classic of New Orleans. Why is it interesting? We'll tell you next. Back to the course and on the tee with Gabe and Steven after this on 94.5 ESPN. You're listening to On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Asking you if you are the son or daughter of someone who just won the tournament and you were their caddy on the PGA Tour, how much would you expect if you were the parent in this situation? How much would you tip your son or daughter in that situation? Fred from Bristol weighing in, 800-990-3776 on the talk and text line. Give and take 10%. If you know golf and have caddied before, then it's just like a regular job. Ultimately, the player wins the tournament, but he doesn't win without his caddy's help. So there's Fred saying full 10% both ways. You expect it, you give it, because that's what the job calls for. Which, again... I wouldn't be upset. I, yes, no. I would not be Tom upset. I'm Reagan Sink. 
Nice payday. 150K. Nice, nice weekend at Harbortown. A nice little payday. Before uh, we move on and start talking about the Zurich Classic of New Orleans, let's go ahead and listen to this week's Kirk Girl Moment of the Week presented by Fairways of Woodside. And now it's time for another Cart Girl Moment presented by Fairways of Woodside. So that's four beers, four hot dogs, and four candy bars. Comes to 25 even. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. We don't take speedy rewards. This has been another Cart Girl Moment presented by Fairways of Woodside, home of the premium golf experience. Premium golf, service, and of course, the best golf carts with GPS and Bluetooth speakers. Fairways of Woodside. Was out at Fairways of Woodside last Friday. Had a good time. Music bumping on a Friday on those Bluetooth speakers. Always a good time at Fairways of Woodside. They do a great job there. It's the right way to approach golf. Should be fun first. Oh, yeah. Like, you just walk out there... And we had an opportunity to play last week, and like it was my first time there. And Rob just comes out, and he says, let's have some fun. Uh, if I Nothing walked out of the first it. tee with a yardage book, Rob might kick me off. Like, Rob might go, what are you doing? No, you're not allowed here. If you walk on any course that's not like a top 100 course <laughs> with, a yardage, with book. a yardage book, I would kick you out. It's fair enough. Let's go ahead and dive into this week's fantasy golf picks. Who's in the red? Give me another ball. Take a drop, Roy. Roy, just... Give me another ball. Who's in the green? Happy learned how to putt. Uh-oh. This is where we recap the weekend in fantasy golf and prepare you for the next tournament. Brought to you by New Male Medical Center. Guys struggling with low testosterone, ED, and weight loss have had success at New Male. You can, too. Schedule your consultation at newmail.com and discover the new you. Zurich Classic of New Orleans is interesting because it's a two-man tournament. You're playing in pairs. Fourth time that they have done this. They've done it every year since 2017. Obviously, they did not have a tournament last year due to COVID-19. This is like the closest you'll get to the Ryder Cup without it being USA versus Europe. Correct, because you do have those two formats. You have best ball, where you're just taking the best score out of the two on Thursday and Saturday. And then the even rounds, the Friday-Sunday rounds, are alternate shot. Which is awesome. Alternate shot at that level is so cool. I love alternate shot mostly because most people hate it. Like if you're well, playing, I hate playing in it. There's nothing like that pressure, but I like watching it. No, I love playing in it because most people hate it and they just like get yeah. in their own heads and no, I love it. Because like if you play and, and you ruin your own round, it's on you. Yeah. But if you miss up that shot for your partner, you know, maybe maybe I don't have the yardage book and, and off the tee, like I, I'm just not in a good place. Yeah. That's so the favorites going into this, yeah. That's always the, the the pressure you don't want, like the pressure of screwing it up for someone else. Uh, John Rahm and Ryan Palmer, the favorites. Some other teams playing: Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay, Colin Morikawa, and Matthew Wolf, Tony Finau, Cameron Champ. That's just a bomber group, just bombing it all over the place. Uh, Justin Rose, Henrik Stenson, some European Ryder Cup uh, love there. Victor Hovland playing with Ventura. So you those are some of the teams that are going to be playing. Like how close do you week. think Stricker's watching Morikawa and Wolf together? Wolf's got probably no chance, but yeah, I mean Wolf's gonna have to get I would think Stricker's watching hot. this pretty closely though, right? Like there's some there's some guys contending, a Scotty Scheffler playing with Bubba Watson. Like there are some guys in the hunt. Obviously, you've got Shoffley and Cantley playing together. Like those are guys that 
you know, are probably going to be up at Whistling Straits come September. This has got to be a fun event for Stricker to watch. Oh, yeah. Just to kind of keep an eye on everything that's going on, see how everyone performs. Because, again, especially responding in that alternate shot format. Yeah. I mean, there, there are some little bit of differences when you're playing best ball because, you know, if your partner's in his pocket, you might play a little bit more conservatively. But, you know, sometimes you play a little bit more aggressively. But the alternate shot to me is something definitely to pay attention to. Um, I'm, I'm trying to debate who I want to take in my fantasy golf picks this week, but who do you have in your one call that's all Gerber Verlofs' picks? I'm going for the dynamic Nike, hard-hitting long ball duo Finau champ. of Tony Finau and Cameron Champ. I don't I'm just going for guys that I love and I love watching those two play golf because they are either all in or they are just off the tracks. And I think that as a duo like they're I, I just think that it's going to be in- incredibly entertaining to watch those two hit golf balls for a weekend together. And they just seem just like good dudes. Flat brim, oh, Nike yeah. hats, great swag. We see a lot of bright colors from that twosome. I'm kind of leaning towards Morikawa Wolf. Team Taylor made there. I, I wish I would have told Max, my you know <laughs> producer Max, like who is Gabe going to pick? He's 100% <laughs> going Morikawa and Wolf. How do you know this stuff every week? You knew who I was going to pick last week. We ended up picking the same guy. We we picked uh, we picked Brian Harmon, who did fine. He did fine last yeah. week. I mean, Think nobody was like going to catch. Yeah, he was top fifteen. He wasn't going to catch Stewie Sink, who just kind of ran away with it. But I like Morikawa and Wolf, and here's why: because Morikawa was playing well, and I think that could potentially free up Wolf, um, who's really been struggling. Like yeah. he got DQ'd from the Masters. I mean, he wasn't making the cut anyway. It was a weird situation, and he just has not really played all that well. He hasn't played recently. well since he wore those sneakers in the match. Yeah. One of the first golf events that we had just a little uh, over a year ago at this point. Yeah. So that's who I like in our one call that's all Gerber Office's picks. We'll have to see how we do next week. Again, abbreviated version of On the Tee because Bucks basketball, they take on the Suns. It's coming up next. It's all about the drive on On the Tee is brought to you by Ewald.